0: when I think about the attributes of what it takes to succeed as a public company entrepreneur or a founder and the attributes that exist with athletes,
1: there's a heck of a lot of crossover. Am I going to go to practice and slack or am I going to step on the track and defeat every workout I need to get to a gold medal?
0: Hello and welcome to our TMX podcast series. This is Tanya Roundtree, Head of Client Success at TMX Group, and it's my great pleasure to be hosting inspiring guests for today's podcast discussion. Today is November 27th, which happens to be Giving Tuesday. On Giving Tuesday, we will be learning about an organization that has supported thousands of Canadian Olympic athletes and has raised more than $30 million to support these athletes on their quest to be the best in the world. Joining us in today's discussion are Jane Rue, founder of CanFund, and an amazing, impressive lineup of Canada's top female athletes, including Jaina Hefford, legendary hockey player and five-time Olympian, who won four gold medals and one silver medal with the Canadian women's hockey team, Piper Gillies, an ice-dancing 2018 silver medalist, and Crystal Emmanuel, the fastest woman in Canada. We're going to pick their brains about what it takes to succeed at the Olympic level. Let's get the conversation started with Jane Roo, founder of Can Fund. Jane, tell us a little bit about Can Fund and the campaign for 150 women.
2: Well, Can Fund was started because there's a definite, a big financial need with our athletes. When the games are on, everybody's cheering for them. But the years leading up to those games is when Canadian athletes really need the support. These are the years when no one's watching and cheering, but they actually need to pay for coaching, equipment, travel. Uh, team fees so athletes apply to can fund twice a year and we allocate six thousand dollars twice a year to these athletes recently 937 athletes applied so there's That's a, a daunting number it's a very daunting number so it's the majority of the athletes in this country uh we have a great track record we have funded eighty percent of the athletes who have represented canada every games since athens we're amazing s- yeah we're a small team we're 5 and we look at the athletes like they're our client. And the cool thing about CanFund, if you donate $25 or more, you find out which athlete you funded and get a tax receipt. So it's very personal. The 150 women, last year I noticed on Giving Tuesday that the majority of my donors were male. Being a female founder and being, you know, having so many female athletes uh, that applied to CanFund, 508 just recently applied, I wanted to get women to support women and we launched 150 women, and women across the country accepted our invitation. We now funded 46 female athletes since the launch And now we're one year old, and now I want to even make it even bigger. Amazing.
0: I know when we think about our clients at the Stock Exchange, you know, in tech in particular, so underrepresented in the female base uh, within tech. But female founders are growing. And, you know, when I think about the attributes of what it takes to succeed as a public company entrepreneur or a founder and the attributes that exist with athletes, there's a heck of a lot of crossover when you think about the single-mindedness, the determination, um, what it takes to succeed. I mean, you've seen it all as it relates to athletes. Clearly, there's a crossover as it relates to being successful in corporate Canada. And so this message is really great to get across to some of those female founders and to some of those entrepreneurs about what the genesis for 150 Women is and how they can support. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the greatest
2: lesson that these athletes have taught you? They're really unreasonable. I feel like that's been the biggest uh, <laughs> lesson I've learned. I, I made teacher, T-shirts for them a few years ago that said, I'm on the pursuit of awesomeness and excellence is the bare minimum. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's humbling to know what they go through just yeah. to represent this country. And uh, the fact that many of them go into debt to me is appalling in a country like Canada. Yeah. But the unreasonableness for me is that they do it no matter what. They just do it. Against all odds, yeah. Against all odds. And I mean, we've had athletes sleep in cars. We've had athletes stay at youth hostels. We've had athletes, you know, rack up all their credit cards. The the stories are endless, but the fact that we're giving them money directly to them, it's very empowering for them. Mm -hmm. So the days that I feel like, you know, trying to sell athletes uh, sometimes can be a bit uh, of a struggle sometimes. Because uh, people think that they're fine. People think that they're not well taken care of. Well, I think there's a
0: misconception, right? That yeah. once you're on the world stage, you know, I was speaking with Jaina and certainly Piper and Chris. Like, you have this moment where people just expect that if you are a silver medalist, somehow um, the Wheaties boxes are bringing in lots of money and everything's okay. And that's simply not the reality. Um, you know. They're struggling. And, and I think from, from the perspective of watching your organization... And, and seeing it grow, that, that ability to know who you're donating to, I think is a huge, it makes a huge difference. And so if you're a young snowboarder, you can donate to a snowboarder. Um, you know, if your campaign or your vision corporately is for a particular athlete or a particular sport, you have the ability to direct those funds and I think a, that's... Yeah, to a specific, to a specific sport. sport. yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's amazing. Um, I do want to talk to uh, Piper before you nod off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know you just got back from France, <laughs> yeah. and and congratulations <laughs> on the you bronze so much. medal. Thank Maybe you. you can just tell us a little bit about that dedication that's been required to get you to the world stage, and how CanFun might have played a part in that, too. Uh,
3: well, CanFun has always played a big part in my becoming a citizen, Um, you know, and also just being able to inspire younger women. I mean, I was one of the first recipients of the 150 women last year, and um, I just feel like there's this huge market for women supporting women, and, you know, little kids look up to us, and I had so many inspiring women and athletes that I looked up to when I was younger and growing up, and... I feel like we have a voice now, and I think the world's ready for it, and you know, having someone like Jane, you know, really know how much support and dedication it goes into being an athlete is incredible, and you know, it becomes this big family, you know, we've got Crystal, who's the fastest woman in the world, and it's an honor to be able to just sit next to her, but like, we're all a part of this big family, and um, it's incredible, And, and just, My story is crazy. I've switched from one country to another, but Canada er, opened their arms to me, and I've been so blessed to have another opportunity, and being an immigrant in Canada, now I can be this almost role model for anyone that comes to Canada Canada and just can go after their dreams. It's a whole new opportunity for them, so, you know, CanFun does a lot, but um, women in this country also are taking over <laughs> yeah that's a nice message I like that message
0: mm-hmm. um, maybe we can uh, switch uh, gears a little bit and speak with Crystal for a moment happy birthday by the way mm-hmm. it's Crystal's <laughs> birthday she's 27 today yes. um, certainly a lot goes in to being the fastest woman in Canada um, tell us a little bit about your path and your journey and some of the lessons learned along
3: the way
1: well my first time with uh, CanFun was pretty much amazing because when I started track and field in Canada, I took the bus from Scarborough all the way to York, and that was a journey. I used to get to practice late, had to stay at practice late, and when I heard that I got um, Can Fund, that just opened a door for me to get a car, and that helped Amazing. my parents get me from Scarborough all the way to York, so that just pushed me more and more to to come up and show people that I'm going to do everything I can and there's Jane doing everything she can to help athletes like us. So just to be a part of the 150 Women also is just like an opening door for me because being a Canadian athlete and being female is very hard because in track and field you've never really heard of any more females coming up and me being that female I said to myself I have Jane, and she's opened doors, and I'm going to open even more doors for female athletes out there that are looking to be amazing but just doesn't have that drive that everyone gives the male athletes. Because I'm the least sponsored athlete in Canada, and I'm the fastest woman. It doesn't make sense. No, it sure doesn't. And just for Jane to be that person to um, help me get from... Uh, meat to me, or um, supplements, stuff like that. Just, just helps me a lot to, to defeat our odds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a real theme and a real message there. I know we talked a little bit about technology in Canada, and the underrepresentation. But there's also a really interesting link, to the advancement of women to the C-suite and their participation in sport. You know, so as I think about all of those, all of those skills that you're gaining competing on the world stage. Um, you know EY did a study and they kind of had this unique qualification of what they described as some factors that made a real difference and I would be interested to get your perspective Um, they said the confidence the resilience the passion the leadership and the unwavering focus and those are all skills that it takes to really succeed in corporate Canada and in athletics do you feel like those are the things that really drive you in what your pursuits are in terms of getting ahead day to day and and getting whether it's getting to the track or whether it's getting to the rink or flying halfway around the world.
3: Yeah, I'm. I think for myself, passion is something that drives me every single day. Especially on the days when you don't want to go in and train, when your yeah. body's tired, you, you're sick, you're you just sometimes you lose your spirit too. you know, you can come back from a competition and you know put a great performance out there, but not get the results right. So you have to remember why you do what you do and the people around you you look around and say okay I've got I've got amazing coaches you know they're pushing me forward. okay I've got my amazing partner who you know is wanting to be his best so you kind of look around and look at things that inspire you and you go okay this is why I do what I do because I love this sport and I feel like you can feel that when we skate is that we've got this passion and everyone around us has that same sort of passion for figure skating and I, I 100% agree with that comment.
0: Yeah, I think that'll carry with you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life once once the rink is behind you, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, how about like, you?
1: Uh, same. Uh, for, yeah. for me, it's the same, like, and confidence. Like, if I don't have the confidence to step out on the track and prove to the world that, yo, female athletes, we are here, not only male. Like, yeah. we every day I wake up and I'm like, what am I going to do today? Like, am I going to go to practice in Slack, or am I going to step on the track and defeat every workout I need to get to a gold medal. And that's why I came up with Queen Beast. Like, I'm a beast on the that. track, but I'm I'm cute off the track. <laughs> and um, I just need that confidence and that, that passion to wake up every morning and prove to everybody that we're still here and that, you know, women do the same thing as men, maybe sometimes even better.
0: Yeah. So you let that drive you yeah. and, and you let... Um, that lack of representation really be a motivating factor for you. Yeah. That's great. Um, you know, participation in sport can really help with breaking the glass ceiling. And I just want to read a stat that, that uh, I read from uh, an Ernst & Young survey that I think is, is really, really impactful. Senior female executives found that 94% of women, 94% of women in the C-suite played sports. And 52% of that percentage at a university level or above, and three quarters said that a background in sport absolutely accelerated their career. So, so I, I think about you know those those women running Fortune 500 companies and where they learn those skills. And I think for for a lot of a lot of women, whether you're a startup or a founder or an athlete, um, those are really the drivers to success. And so I applaud I applaud you. Um, for all that you're doing and, and for the lessons that you're imparting on and not just athletes but also today um, those listeners from the Toronto Stock Exchange and TSX Venture Exchange and I want to thank you all for your voice and, and the contribution that you're making uh, to sport and to giving back in your communities and that's really a theme for today and so as a final question and conclusion I just want to ask you both about what CanFund has taught you about giving back and in what ways whether with CanFund or other ways is it important for you to give back
3: well I think for us is we're very fortunate to do what we are what we love every single day being an athlete is it's an honor like we're representing our country and you know having being a part of CanFund you know it brings so many opportunities to other athletes and I think for us it's we're giving our time also to the other athletes and inspiring, you know, you know, the next generation. So I think for all of us, it's important for us to show our faces and make sure that, you know, we're, I guess it's not inspiring, but like just pushing more people to uh, support. It's like, it's a big family. It's a, you know, the, we're on a world stage. We might as well do something with it, you
0: know? Yeah. I think, I think back to a slogan um, that I've heard repeatedly, and I, I don't remember how it originated or who said it, but if you can see her, you can be her, mm-hmm. right? And I think what you said a moment ago, Crystal, really, really resonated with me because it's for all those little girls who, who realize that there is a female track um, mm-hmm. path in Canada for them because of because of the uh, efforts that you're making.
1: Yeah. CanFun um, taught me a lot um, in terms of, like, if you... If you can get, you can give. Because Canfun taught me, like, oh, you you took the bus, but we helped you get a car to get to where you need to go. And I just thought, like, if they can do that for me, I can do that for um, little kids coming to me, asking me for inspiration. And, like, how did you get here? Why did you do it? Like, sometimes I just want to give up why are you giving up there's so many people backing you so many females backing you and watching you on tv mm-hmm. and want to know like um where's crystal today like i don't see crystal at the track you i just need to show that i'm out here to give inspiration to all the females and the little girls that are coming up that i i'm here like watch me listen to me i'm here for all the females and i'll give everybody inspiration to um to come up and just be great, and just show the world that females are here. Yeah, despite being who you both are. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today, thank you, and oh, thank thank you Jane, nice. for uh, you. contributing today. And we look forward to watching uh, watching you both in the Olympics. Thank yeah. you. Jana Hefford wasn't able to join our group conversation, but we had the opportunity to sit down and uh, ask her a few questions. Well, thanks, Jana, for joining us. Um, One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, we've been working with CanFund for a while. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with CanFund and what it's meant to your athletic career?
4: yeah i was I'm a multiple can fund recipient uh, during my playing career and I received the fund uh, five or six times throughout my career and uh, you know as an amateur athlete in Canada it's imperative to be able to find sources of funding in addition to the government funding that's provided and uh, so i was I believe I was able to compete as long as I did for our country because I was able to generate support like that and can fund was one of those constant ones it was one that the funding goes directly into the hands of the athlete. And I think uh, it's so powerful to work with someone like Jane, who is so passionate about everything she does, and it's just infectious.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, when I think about the Toronto Stock Exchange and entrepreneurs and businesses and what makes makes them successful you know there really are a lot of parallels to athletes mm-hmm. and your your journey towards the olympics and one of those areas is coaching and peer mentorship mm-hmm. and from what i can see and maybe i'm wrong maybe you could tell me a little bit more but i do feel like there's this network and this peer group among can fund recipients
4: would you say that that's true i think any athlete that competes at the highest level um, it, is able to learn these skills that are so necessary beyond sport in life. I find now as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. all the things I want to instill in my own kids. But when you talk about that coaching and, and the the peer aspect to it, it's, it's something that's hard to teach. But I think as an athlete, you learn it without even knowing you're learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those skills that I've learned through sport have been so important for me in my post-sport career Mm -hmm. and stuff that I rely on every day. And um, I I just feel like that's a value in sport and that's a value in bringing sport to our kids and the next generation is those skills are just, they're learned so easily through the game when you're not learning or know you're learning them.
0: Yeah. And the overcoming obstacles. So, you know, there's this, this concept of fear of failure and the shifting gears now for really embracing and going after your fear and i and i see this in the coaching world within a corporate environment Mm -hmm. certainly that's something that athletes are are you know unfortunately used to day in and day out depending on the sport
4: yeah i think that uh the challenges you face as an athlete they they come in all different forms it's not just in competition but it's in your training it's the mental side of your confidence, uh, all those things. And I think that you learn, I I find I learned a lot of lessons through adaptability and and the ability to be able to just kind of roll with that. What comes and the perspective around um, staying in the moment and appreciating where you're at and without losing sight of those end goals. So I think all that stuff comes through being a lead athlete and making sure that you're fully prepared for, Uh, having the best performance when you have that maybe second to perform or that one game or that one event and there's a a high stress it's highly intense uh, but I think through all that preparation, it allows you to, to put everything into perspective and, and hopefully have a gold medal performance when you need it. Such great life skills. Um, this is award season
0: in, in the financial services sector and as well for you. Um, congratulations. I know you were just inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Thank uh, you. Huge, huge honor. Can you tell mm. us a little bit about what that experience was like and what that meant for you to have that recognition?
4: yeah it was uh it was amazing it's uh as i said you know my speech i've said many times that you know as a young kid you never dream about going in the hall of fame and i don't think boys girls anybody says they dream of that they dream of Mm. winning championships and olympics and all that sort of stuff so after you retire and i think you have a couple years to reflect back on your career getting an award like that and an honor like that is is i don't know it's so humbling it's uh, I felt, like, very emotional about it, thinking about all the people that played a role in my career. And it was never just about me and, and what I accomplished, but it was about, you know, everything I learned around the way, the way we sort of just talked about those things and the people that had a big impact on me, uh, the people that supported and believed in in the journey and what I was trying to achieve. And um, it was just such a wonderful celebration of myself, my career, my family, all those people that were important to me and. Uh, it was just, it was so amazing.
0: Must have been. I have to, I've heard a lot about this speech, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna have to have a listen to it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was uh, exceptional. Uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure we touched on, this is Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a day where we've come out of a very consumer, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. and people are shifting their thoughts a little bit towards the holidays and what it means to give back. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means for you to give back um, based on, you know, the success and the mm-hmm. career that you've had and the ability now to contribute and give back?
4: Yeah, I feel, you know, so fortunate for all the opportunities I was given as a young girl to play a sport that was still considered a boys' sport. And uh, growing up, having the support of people that were willing to invest in my dream, um, support that. Obviously, you think back to your parents and the financial contributions they make. And, Huge. you know, it, as, as you get older, you realize that when you're a parent or, or you're taking care of a younger person, it's no, no longer about you. So I think you you start thinking beyond yourself and... Um, now with my own kids you know I think about this giving back and how I can do that to not only my kids but to other kids in the community and in my neighborhood specifically and you know my daughter's in senior kindergarten and they have these you know drives going on right now for Christmas and they're collecting coins and different things and it just it's a good reminder that uh, you know we're pretty fortunate we're very fortunate to live in a country that we do but also you know fortunate to, to have some of the things we have and the opportunities that we were given so any way I can give back and hopefully provide some of those opportunities for other people is, is something that's really important
0: yeah absolutely I know um, Jane has talked a lot about the need and the ask uh, as it relates to can fund with athletes that have applied and as, mm-hmm. as you said in you know a few minutes ago it's such a unique um, not for-profit organization in that the funds go directly into the hands of athletes. If Mm -hmm. there was one thing that you wanted people to understand about CanFund and what that funding really means, that would leave an impression to get them to kind of get involved and and think about not just CanFund, but maybe some other charitable Mm -hmm. organizations on on this day.
4: Well, and I think uh, about CanFund specifically, what I always really appreciated was a, uh, Jane's passion, which is, is obvious the second you meet her, but that they just, they believe in the journey. They believe in, um, you know, what the athlete gets out of it, but also what the athlete provides to other people, to young Canadians, mm-hmm. um, you know, a dream uh, people can look up to something that they're trying to achieve and it's we all love winning medals but for CanFun it's not about that it's just supporting the athletes when they need it most uh, so that they can get to the point where they can perform for our country and when they're able to do that then they provide dreams and goals for other young people and it's it's sort of a pay it, pay it forward thing which is fantastic
0: well i can't thank you enough for being a part of today's discussion to and for giving back the way that you do so graciously to CanFund and to other athletes and and to children who are looking up to you and seeing what's possible now that they've seen your path uh, so thank you so much for being with us you're welcome happy to be here mm-hmm.